Hey guys, I'm um, really good to be with you and I realize that this isn't ideal uh, circumstances and situation that we're in, in lockdown at the moment, uh, but it's still great that I can share with you. And hey, I can now say that I have preached in Ugg boots, so, um, but hopefully that will never happen again. Uh, we have uh, started this series uh, called The Whisper of God, and this is so, so important uh, for our lives, listening to the voice of God, hearing His voice and then walking in that and obeying that. I remember a while ago, quite a few years ago, my background's building and we were on the job site one day and uh, one of the guys was working on a small platform nearby and one of our other guys was working on a platform right near him, uh, different platforms. Uh, but one of the guys had an angle grinder and was just cutting a bit of steel work. And so <clears throat> as he started to cut, this steel work, uh, if you're familiar with an angle grinder and cutting steel, there's all these sparks that come off it. And so uh, he started to cut this bit of steel and uh, naturally all the sparks are flying off it. It's loud and he's distracted working on this bit of area. And our other friend is working on a platform sort of near it and the sparks are just flying onto him. And so he starts sort of shouting out uh, to our friend, like, you know, to stop because he's kind of stuck there. He can't just kind of move out of the way. He's on this other platform. He's kind of stuck in that position. And he's getting just covered, literally covered in these sparks uh, from, from the angle grinder. And so he's shouting out for a little bit, but literally our friend just, he's got earmuffs on. He can't hear because the noise is distracted, working, focusing on uh, what he's doing at that time. And he literally just cannot hear our friend. And so basically all our friend can really do is just kind of turn and just cop, you know, these sparks uh, for a little while. And, and you know, um, this, this series is so important because I think sometimes in our walk, we can be so distracted and so engulfed uh, with the noise of this world. I mean, in our culture, in our society today, there is so much noise. And, and there's so many distractions, to be totally honest as well. I, I'm like that all the time. I get so easily distracted. And yet, this is why this is so important. I'm convinced in the midst of the culture and in, in society, in, in our lives in which we lead, God wants to speak. And so we, uh, uh, it's so hard though sometimes to hear His whisper. Uh, like I said, in the midst of the noise and the distractions in our lives. And yet this is what God wants for you and he wants this for me. Now, I get it for some of you thinking, oh, I don't know, I'm not too sure about, you know, this God stuff and can God, the creator of the universe, really speak to me? I, I'm absolutely convinced he, he wants to do that. And, and not just because, you know, I, I'm, I'm preaching on this series, but I've actually experienced it in my own life as well. The whisper of God and just the, even sometimes the smallest things and, and walking in those promptings and seeing God's hand at work. It's, it's awesome. It's exciting. It's thrilling. And God wants that for you. The other thing is this, for some of you, you may think, oh, I've been a Christian for a few years. I've heard stories of how people have had these amazing things take place. It's almost like they hear God speak and they act on it and they've got these crazy stories, but it just doesn't seem to happen for me. And maybe you're thinking, you know what, maybe it's just for some people, like they just kind of can hear God better than others and that's just for them, but it's not for me. Don't believe it for a second. It is for you. It's for every Christian. That's what relationship is about. It's a communion. And so you speak to somebody, but they speak to you and you hear what they uh, say to you. In the same way, it's a relationship with God. As we speak uh, to Him, He also speaks to us. 
and we can hear his voice and we can act on it. So he wants this for your life. And this is why this series is so, so uh, important uh, for us. You know, just the other night as... um, I have to admit that uh, the Olympics has been on a little bit uh, in this past sort of week and a half or so. And uh, as uh, uh, the other night I was here, the kids were asleep and um, we were, my wife and I, kind of the Olympics was on, so the TV was on. I think the, the microwave was on and, and my wife and I were just chatting. She was in the kitchen and I was sort of sitting in the lounge area and we were just chatting a little bit, talking. And in the midst of the noise and everything, and in the midst of the, uh, our conversation that we're having, my wife uh, kind of just out of the blue, uh, just kind of stopped for a moment and looked and she walked over to the stairs where it goes upstairs um, and where our kids were asleep. And we have our youngest at the moment, he's about five months old or just over five months old. And he's got some times that he seems to be waking up. Uh, it's a little bit later at night. And as soon as my wife, mid-conversation, kind of just stopped and, and sort of just walked away, I'm thinking, oh, what's she doing? But I knew straight away uh, that she walk, was walking over the stairs to listen to see if our son had woken up upstairs, woken up and listened for that, for that cry. And, uh, you know, for most people, they mightn't necessarily have heard that. It's, it's very subtle. Uh, but we're in tune to it now. We know there's a certain time he seems to be waking up. And so even in the midst of the TV going and the microwave and our conversation that's taking place, we're in tune to our son waking up, in tune to that, that cry. And it's very subtle, but, but we're in tune to it. In the same way, this is what God wants for you. In the busyness of your life, in the, in, in the things that he's calling you to and leading you to, and every day, it's so easy to miss the voice of God. But there is a way, there is a possibility where you can tune in in the, in the same way. Even when there's things going on around, you can tune in to the voice of God and start to develop this in your life. Don't think that this can't, you can't grow in this or develop this. You can't. And he wants you to tune in because he wants to speak to you. He wants to say something to you and he wants to use your life. But the only way he can use it is if we're listening to him and then we start walking in obedience to what he's saying uh, to us. So he wants you to tune in. He wants you to grow in this area. I think a great starting point for us would be this, is saying a simple prayer. And this has began to develop uh, over the last few years in my own life is in the morning when I wake up, I pray a fairly simple prayer. But I just say, God, uh, not out loud, but just in my head, I just say, God, this is your day. Like, what do you want me to do today? It's your day. What do you want me to do? Or what shall I do, God, today? Now, now, I understand for some of you, there's things already planned for that day. It's the same as me. There are things that are already set in place, a few things that might be happening that day. But even in the midst of that, I still want to pray this simple prayer, God, what do you want me to do? God, what shall I do today? Lead me. And I think this is a great starting point to saying, okay, we want to hear from you. Well, let's start being intentional. Let's start praying this simple prayer. God, what do you have for me today? Speak to me. Like, what, what shall I do? And be open for God to start to speak. And he may give you an impression or he may give you a, a thought about something. You think, yeah, but maybe, maybe uh, he wants me to do that. He may give you a picture of somebody that comes to mind and you think, do I need to call that person? God speaks in different ways, but we've got to learn and develop to hear that whisper. You know, in the same way with my sermons, I often pray that, that prayer, God, what is it that you want to say? This is just so important to my life. 
uh, I, I've just found that a word in season is far more powerful than any uh, creative sermon that I know well and I've done many times before and that I can I know that I can just produce well that 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 that's that a, a word in season is far more powerful than that and so I always pray God is it what is it that you want to say what is it that you want to say in a similar way, a couple of nights ago when I was thinking about preparing this message, I prayed that prayer, God, what do you want to say? And, uh, and I just opened the Bible and I came across this scripture that, that that's, I don't think necessarily in the right now media content that we're looking at, uh, but I just felt that this was what God wanted us to hear. And it's found in Acts 22, and this is the Apostle Paul here, and he's just been beaten and nearly stoned to death to give you some context. And uh, Paul's amazing. I'm just reading through that at the moment. Extraordinary man who is just has no concern for his own life, uh, but is totally concerned for the life of others and uh, and totally concerned for the kingdom of God. And so here he is. He's, this mob have, have, have nearly stoned him to death, and this governor comes down. He drags him out of this riot that's taking place. And just before he's going to lead to be questioned further, uh, he says to this man, he says, hey, can I just address the crowd one more time, which is extraordinary. They just literally nearly stoned him. He says, can I just address the crowd one more time? Because he just wants to share with them again about Jesus and what Jesus has done in his life. And the man says, okay, no worries. And so he stands up again in front of the crowd. He addresses them and he starts to share with them his testimony, his story of what God has done in and through his life. And this is where we pick up. As he's sharing his story, he says this, Acts 22, verses 6 through to 10. He says, At about noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, this is before he became Paul. It says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me, which is, can sometimes happen in society. You may hear or uh, feel a prompting from God and you might tell someone else and they're just like, oh, I'm not too sure. They don't hear it at that time. This is what happens here to Paul. And so he's knocked off. He hits, uh, knocked off his horse. He, he um, has this bright light that comes in. Who are you? It's Jesus of Nazareth who you're persecuting, he replied. And then Paul says this. This is just this powerful line I just mentioned before. This powerful line. In the midst of God speaking to him, he says this. What shall I do, Lord? In the midst of God speaking, he says, what shall I do, Lord? And I think this is a very important question. And I think it's such an important question. If we are going to hear God's voice, we need to be open and say, okay, God, what shall I do then? What shall I do in the midst? Is this you? Is this you speaking to me about this business, about this ministry, about uh, my university, about this person? Well, is this you? What, what shall I do then? And be willing and intentional to open our hearts and our minds to what he might want to say next. This is what Paul prays. And it says, uh, and then God says, get up, the Lord said, go into Damascus. There you'll be told all that you have been assigned to do. 
This is such a powerful prayer, important prayer. Now, I know for some of you, you're thinking, yeah, well, I mean, if I was riding my horse and I got knocked off, and maybe it's not a horse today, but maybe, you know, if I got thrown out of my car or something and, 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 and you know, this bright light came down and this voice from heaven said, you know, why do you persecute me? Then I'd probably be open to going, okay, uh, there's a God and he's speaking to me, you know. Uh, but, but this is the thing. I, I think this is exactly where God wants us to, to, to come to a place of not just those big booming voices. I think even in the midst of the small whispers, he, he wants us to be in tune. He wants us to hear him and we can. Don't believe the lie that you can't. You can. You can. And so we got to start praying this prayer. God, what do you want me to do? God, what shall I do? Okay, I feel like you've given me, you've laid this person on my heart. What shall I do now? And then you may sense, maybe I need to pray. Maybe I need to ring them. Maybe I need to text them. Uh, I don't know what it is, but we need to start praying this prayer so that we can start being intentional about hearing the voice of God. Okay, I'm a massive practitioner. So I want to I wanna know, and some of you may be asking, Look, that's well and good, but how does this play out? Like, like, what does this look like in my everyday life? You know, just earlier this week, we were, um, we were in Connect Group and we were discussing uh, this very topic, obviously, in this series at the moment. And, you know, someone had just been sharing a little bit about how, you know, a, a little while ago he had more time on his hands and he would spend all this quiet time with God. And he said, I just, I could just hear God so clearly. I just felt I had this strong relationship with him. And he's like, man, I wish I could just get back to that, you know, and get back to those times where I had that still quiet voice and plenty of quiet time uh, with him. And, and there's no doubt in order for us to be able to hear God's voice clearly, we need to start carving out time in our life if you're not already doing it and just pursue stillness and quietness. You know, people talk about quiet times with God. We need to discipline ourselves to have those quiet times with God. Absolutely. Because I'm convinced he does speak in those moments. Absolutely. But I think there's another aspect as well. Because for some of you, you lead busy lives. And for some of you, you lead lives that you sense this is what God is calling you into. There is no doubt that God wants us to spend quiet time with him. But then there's no doubt there are times when God calls us to serve others, to love others. And there's an act where we're doing things in the midst of that. Now, does that mean we still can't, you know, that we can't hear God's voice in the midst of doing stuff? No way. Because just like we were having Connect Group earlier this week, someone else jumped in and said, I, I do understand what you're saying as, as um, this guy was sharing about those quiet times and having more time for God. But she said, you know, that's the one of the amazing things I love about a relationship with God is that, you know, she leads a pretty busy life. And she says, even in the midst of my busyness, I still hear from God. I, I can still hear his voice. I'm still intentional about it. And so I want to address those two things. Yes, firstly, though, we need to find time in our lives where we can, we can sit and be still and be quiet and listen to God. And here's uh, some key things, I think, in the midst of that stillness that we need to do. Firstly, read God's word. I think this is so fundamental to the Christian faith and really fundamental to hearing God's voice. I mean, the Bible, the Bible is God's, God's voice. It's, it, he spoke. This is, this is his word. He wants to speak to us. You know, if someone sends you a text message, you read it. God is sending you a text message through his word. Read it. Read it. He'll speak to you through it. The amount of times uh, individually, even as a family and ministry, <clears throat> I've been praying or we've been working through, you know, what are we 
going to do and, and trying to navigate a decision around something. And in my quiet times as I read God's Word, it is extraordinarily uh, exciting and amazing how God seems to speak straight through His Word into circumstances and situations that are going on uh, in our lives. It's, it's, it's amazing. So reading God's Word, God will speak to you uh, through His Word. It's just so key. You know, a little while ago, um, I was asked to speak at a young adults retreat, like a leaders retreat, a, a different church uh, from ours. And I was super honored. And in the lead up to that, I'm often praying, you know, God, what do you want to say? Like I said earlier, I want a word in season. I don't want to just come with, particularly when it's another church, you know, I could just come with stories I've used before, uh, that I've preached before, and just bring all my best stories. But but I've just found, again, there's power in a word in season with what God wants to say. And so in the lead up to it, I was just praying and saying, God, what do you want to say? And one night, again, I was reading my Bible. I was reading my Bible. And, uh, and, and as I'm reading, I just get this sense. I read these, these verses and I just, I just get this sense in my heart. I think that might be for that young adult's retreat that I'm speaking at. And I can tell you the exact date I got it. So I'm, I was speaking at that retreat in, in middle of you know July, and I got that scripture on June the 4th. Now, the reason I can tell you that is because I wrote it in my Bible. I have a 365-day Bible, and uh, it's dated. And so on June the 4th, in the side of my Bible, I, got, I read these verses, and I thought, and I literally wrote it in there. I think this is for that young adult's retreat. And so a few days before I was speaking, I pulled out my Bible and I flicked back to it. And sure enough, I was like, I sense this is a word of God. And so I've shared a couple of sessions at that, at that Young Adults Retreat. And, uh, and I really do think, and, and part of the feedback and the response and stuff like that, it was a really a word in season uh, for, for some of those, those young adults. And so again, God speaks through his word. We've got to uh, read his word. The amount of times as well, I've been reading God's word and someone's come to mind. I thought, is, is that a verse or is that a, a, a few verses for that particular person? And you know what? I just think, hey, what, even if I got this wrong, what's the harm in sending someone an encouraging text with some scripture verses anyway? And so more often than not, I'll just go, hey, I, I just got these verses that might be for you and I hope it's encouragement to you or whatever. I just flick scripture verses through to someone. And, and I'm not saying I've always got that right, but there are times where people have sent a text back and saying that is incredible timing and right on the money. And so reading God's word is so important to hearing the whisper of God in our lives. What about prayer? I, I think prayer is key. Reading God's word, prayer, uh, is so, so key as well. You know, prayer is not just us. We think sometimes it's about us bringing our requests to God. It's, it's far richer than that, far richer. Like any relationship, you speak to someone, they speak to you, you listen to them. It's the same with our relationship with God. And so in times of prayer, yes, you come and you bring your request, but I'm absolutely convinced in times of prayer, God speaks. Like he literally speaks. And the amount of times I've been in prayer and I've just felt a prompting or a sense God speaking to me about something. At the start of the year, we had our switch camp. And I can still remember distinctly and see, even picture it in my mind right now where I, I, I sensed, um, you know, God spoke to me about what he wanted me to share with uh, the young people as I was, I was speaking at switch. I was in a corporate prayer meeting Tuesday morning as we pray together. And I wasn't even praying at the time, but I was in that attitude of prayer with others together as we're praying together in agreement. 
And as someone else was praying, I, I felt like uh, these words came to my mind. I, I don't know why, but these words came to my mind. Fully known and yet fully loved. It was like God said, I want you to share with these young people that they are fully known by me and yet fully loved. Fully known by me and fully loved. And I thought, where does this, where did this come from? Well, middle of prayer. And I just, we were praying around the switch camp. Fully known and fully loved. And I thought, God, is that what you want to say? And sure enough, I just felt as, as the next couple of days, I really felt that that was what God wanted to say to these young people. And, and I preached that. I preached, you know, you're fully known by God and fully loved by Him. I mean, what an encouraging message. And, uh, and young people responded to that message that God fully knows them and fully loves them. And, and so again, God spoke in this, this attitude of prayer. Other times I've been praying for people. I distinctly remember another time a couple of girls came down in response. And as I was praying for these girls, I kind of just, this word came to my mind. I don't know where it came from, but this word came to my mind. Well, I kind of do know where it came from. <clears throat> but this word leadership came to my mind. I thought, okay, God, because I always pray, Holy Spirit, lead me. Lead me as I pray now. And this word kind of came to my mind, leadership. And I thought, okay, maybe there's some leadership uh, here over these girls' lives. And so I just prayed simply into that, just an encouraging prayer. And God, maybe you want to raise these girls up to be leaders uh, where they have influence at this, at this time. And as I'm praying into that, this picture of kind of a school came to my, my, my head. And I thought, okay, maybe there's some leadership opportunities in their school. And I prayed uh, that, that God might use them in leadership in their school. And, and, uh, and so I just continued to pray down that track. Now, I was so thankful and so blessed after I finished praying for these girls. And they said, we, we can't believe you prayed into that. We wanted to respond tonight to get prayer. Uh, we, we felt to start up some small groups in our school and to lead uh, these small groups. And I, I had no idea. But again, in the midst of prayer, I think God just speaks. And sometimes it's very subtle, but it's just being open and willing to that small whisper, that small voice of God. Maybe journaling for you, the times where you sit and journal. Now, I admit I'm not a great journaler, so, uh, but, it, but in those times of the stillness and quietness, writing out prayers, God can speak in the midst of journaling. And through this series, we're journaling at the moment uh, as well. But also in the stillness, we've got to find those still times, reading God's word, prayer, uh, journaling. And uh, I've just found as well that that's just just sitting in stillness and uh, like for for me driving in the car sometimes you can I might be listening to a podcast or radio but then I just feel like you know what I just need to turn this off, and we need to turn off the noise sometimes in our lives and I just turn it off and I spend some time praying but also listening saying God, what what where are you leading us as young adults God where are you leading us as a family God who do you want me to invest my time into and it's amazing how He speaks in those times God who do you want me to call even right now. And maybe just someone comes to mind in that moment. So yes, we've got to start carving out some still quiet times in our lives. That is absolutely key. But like I said earlier, what about if we're leading a pretty busy day and we think, well, so does that just mean that I can't hear from God? And, and, and no, not at all. I think you can that's the exciting thing. Like I shared before, uh, you know, uh, th this girl in our, in our connect group was sharing about how she, she loves the fact that she can still hear God in the busyness of the day. And it's true. You know, God's word says, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So it's not as if he kind of in our busyness and the things that he calls us to practically play out that he's not there. He is there and he's still speaking. We just got to tune in, uh, sometimes maybe even a bit harder in the, in the midst of 
of the noise and the busyness. So, so how does this play out then? Well, I, I think it's, I think it's, you know that, you know how Paul talks about pray without ceasing? Like my wife, she's brilliant at this. She, her relationship with God is very much a constant communion all the time, talking with him, uh, listening to him. So throughout our day, she, she just talks about how she just talks to God all the time throughout our day. And she listens uh, to, to what he uh, is saying in the midst of her busyness. And I think that's how it's got to be a little bit for us too, that he hasn't left us just because we're, 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 we're busy throughout our day. He's still there and we can talk to him. You know, recently I was uh, going to meet with someone and I was driving to meet with this person. And as I was just driving on my way there, I drove past uh, one of the guys that uh, goes to our church's business. And as I was driving past, I felt in the midst of what I was doing that day, I felt to just pray. That's one thing you can easily do, can't you? Just pray all the time. You can pray. And so I was still driving to meet with this other person, but I I started to pray for the business. I started to pray for him. But as I was praying, I felt this, this... sense that I needed to encourage him. And so I thought, okay, um, I had to go meet with someone, but I thought, okay, and it felt strong. And I just thought, I think I need to do this now. Like there's, there's, you know, obedience is key. Just do it straight away. And so I thought, I need to do this now. I need encouragement. So I pulled over the side of the road and I quickly just started to write him a text and just encourage him. Said, hey, mate, I just was praying for you. And and uh, I, at, some, at the time, I just felt a few encouraging words for him and I, I sent that through. Now, again, I don't know if it was right, but hey, what's the harm in just encouraging someone? And so I, I sent it and then I kept on driving. About five or 10 minutes later, I get a text back and he just says, you have no idea the timing of that was impeccable. Uh, I really needed that encouragement. Now, I wasn't too sure and I didn't know, but in the busyness of my day, I had an opportunity to pray. And as I was driving and I did that, and God spoke even in the midst of the busyness. And so he's still, he's still there, he's still speaking. We just need to make sure that we continue to stay in tune, praying that one line prayer. God, what do you want me to do here? What, what, what shall I do, Lord? What shall I do? Even in the midst of my busyness, as I'm going from the next meeting or whatever, what shall I do? How do you want me to speak to this person? This, 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 uh, <clears throat> you know, this business venture we're pursuing here, what, what shall I do in this? Like, keep leading me, keep guiding me. I want you to be a part of every aspect of my day. Uh, so key. Uh, again, again, the other day we were uh, doing a bridge care job for uh, an elderly lady and we just helped mow and clean up her yard. And as I was packing up, I put a few things in the back of my unit. We're working up a bit further up north and sort of Strathpine area. And I was driving back to the church after we'd done this bridge care job and and uh, to, you know to drop the things off and but as I was driving through um, a particular suburb a friend of mine has a business run a, runs a business and he's got a shed and a few guys that work there and it was only small and, and this isn't a huge deal I'm not making it trying to make a big deal of this but it's just again an example of just the whisper of God and I had this feeling as I was driving through the suburb where this business is you should buy the guy's lunch and it was just a small voice and I was like, oh, okay, like I'm not too sure, but I thought, okay. So I pulled over, sent a text to my mate and, and I said, do you have lunch? That's all I wrote, do you have lunch? It was literally about lunchtime and he writes back, he goes, I can't believe you texted that. I, I normally bring my lunch. I left my lunch, today of all days, I left my lunch at home. And I said, I'll, I'll buy you lunch. And so, um, and so I, I bought him lunch. I bought the other guys some food and um, uh, frozen Cokes, of course. You can't leave that out. And I uh, bought, bought him frozen Coke, took it to the shed, and, and we all had lunch together. And, 
And I mean, it, I'm not, I don't want to make a big deal of it. It's not a huge thing, but it was just, again, an example of just a small whisper of God and being in tune to that, even in the busyness. Yes, we, we will hear the voice of God in the stillness and the quietness as we're reading and praying, but even in the business as we lead our day-to-day lives, we can still hear the voice of God. We just got to be in tune. We got to just pray that prayer. God, what shall I do? What is it? that you want to say to me? What is it that you want me to do here? I want to leave you with this story. It's a great story. I remember hearing it um, years ago um, by Mike uh, Pilavachi and uh, and uh, I heard this and I just thought, this is, it was just such a funny story, but gives context to what we're talking about here uh, tonight as well, about hearing God's voice and stepping out and obeying that. And it's uh, to give you some context, uh, Mike had uh, read, you know, he'd been reading a lot in the Bible about God speaking to people. And he thought, you know, God's, God, God can still speak today. I want him to speak to me. I want him to speak into my life. And so he picks up, and this, this is an excerpt from his book, he picks up on wanting to listen and hear God's voice. It says this, a few weeks later at church, so he'd, he'd tried to, uh, you know, hear God. And he says, a few weeks later, our church hosted a retreat for church leaders. I heard that on the last evening, a vicar called Bruce Collins, who was, I was told, prophetically gifted, would come with a prophetically gifted assistant. They were going to prophesy over everyone in turn. I was intrigued, so I sat at the back and I watched. I was quite frankly amazed. Many times they would say things to leaders who would respond with joy and astonishment. At the end, I approached Bruce and said, how did you do that? When I tried, all I got was spaghetti. So he'd sp- <laughs> he refers earlier about how he tried to hear the voice of God and he's sitting there just going, okay, God, and all he gets is like spaghetti, you know. And, uh, and so he said, how do you expect, uh, Bruce says to him, how do you expect God to speak to you? I thought about it and realized I'd been waiting for some booming voice calling out, here, here, God calling Mike. Are you receiving me? Tablet of stone on its way down. Bruce said, Mike, God speaks in a whisper, not a shout. Then after a moment's pause, he said, we're doing this again in six weeks time. Why don't you come and be my assistant and we can prophesy it together. I immediately agreed and thought, I have six weeks to become holy. I decided I would pray every day for those six weeks. I would read my Bible every day for those six weeks. I would fast every day for those six weeks between meals. That's how I do my fasting. And at the end, I would be a spiritual superman, ready to prophesy life-changing words at the drop of a hat. But of course, I forgot. One morning, I woke up, I checked my diary and sat bolt upright as I realized it was the day when I was supposed to become a prophet. I sat there and thought, I don't feel prophetic. I looked in the mirror and thought, I don't look very prophetic. I look more pathetic than prophetic. I need to practice. And so he says, I went to uh, the local um, store and I asked the Lord to give me prophetic words for strangers. All I managed to do was frighten a lot of elderly people as I followed them around waiting for a word for them. I went home, imagined a nightmare scenario. Bruce and I would pray and then he would have an amazing prophetic word for everyone. Then Bruce uh, and everyone else would turn to me and say, what do you have, Mike? And I would have to say, oh, well, not a lot. 
My great fear was that I would go down as the first prophet in the history of the church who never had a prophecy. I started making bargains with God. If you give me one prophecy, Lord, I'll do anything you want. Then I thought, if I don't get the gift of prophecy, perhaps I could just try for the gift of guessing. I quickly dismissed that idea. I even prayed that I would get ill so I wouldn't have to go to the meeting. Eventually, with a heavy heart, I left for the meeting. And when I arrived, Bruce motioned for me to sit next to him. And soon the first couple was sitting in front of us, waiting to hear from God. Bruce and I prayed and I waited. I was desperate. The only thing that came into my mind was the song Dancing Queen by Abba. I wondered if this was Satan. The more I tried not to think of the song, the more the lyrics pounded in my skull. Bruce began to prophesy and then as in my nightmare, he turned to me and said, What do you have, Mike? I knew that if I said nothing, then I would never have the courage to say anything. More in fear than in faith. I looked at the pastor's wife. This is the couple that came down, a pastor and his wife. I looked at the pastor's wife and mumbled, I wonder if the Lord wants to say to you in the words of Abba, you can dance, you can jive having the time of your life. I felt like a complete fool. The couple started laughing and I was ready to walk out. Then the wife said this, three weeks ago, I started a dance group in my church for the worship times. And as we were driving here tonight, I said to my husband, I'm going to cancel the dance group. What was I thinking starting it? I shook my head and said to him, I can't dance. I was totally shocked. Mike goes on to say, I was totally shocked. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that God would want to speak using the lyrics of a Swedish pop group. The main lesson I learned is that you never know if it's God until you say it. After that night with Bruce, I began a journey of learning to hear God speak. And I found that God speaks in many different ways and rarely is it loud. It's often as gentle as a butterfly landing and taking off again. And the only way you find out if it's the Lord speaking is by saying it humbly and with love. Sharing a word is always a risk, no matter how long you've been doing it. But I have been amazed at how many times God has spoken in the most ordinary ways. God wants to speak to you. We just got to be open. We've got to, in, uh, we've got to get in tune with what he wants to say. But here's the final thing I want to say. It's got to be more than just hearing his voice, though. This is so key. The very reason I shared some stories and we heard some stories by other people, the very reason we have these stories is because people heard from God, but more than that, they actually obeyed and acted out. You see, God wants to speak to us and we want to hear from him, but we also need to obey. And hopefully we'll speak a little bit further about that in the later parts of this series. But God bless you so much. I pray that you'll hear his voice. Let me pray for you. Um, and we'll continue uh, in the service and in this series together. Father, thank you so much that you want to speak to us. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts, that you'd help us to be in tune with what you want to say. And then, of course, help us to listen and obey that and walk in obedience to you. And I know that you'll do mighty things in and through our lives as we do that. We thank you and we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.
you join us online for our PM service and uh, we continue just want to keep asking God to keep teaching us to, to hear hear from his Holy Spirit as well we long to be a people who uh, grow to love our Savior more and more and that we will not just love him but then through his love we'll be able to love others as well and so I want to encourage you if there's any way uh, that we can do life with you we want to be in contact with you we want to be able to do that journey and we want to uh if you've responded spiritually you've, you've asked jesus into your life make sure you do that there's a, an email that we want you to email through to yeah we just encourage you to make contact and we'd love to connect with you if you have any questions about church or anything that you heard about tonight don't hesitate to email hello at bridgman.org.au if you have a prayer need we would love to pray with you love to get in contact with you and pray with you about that um, prayer at bridgman.org.au check out online if you are saying yes to jesus and a relationship to him with him tonight we would love to um, encourage you on your journey from here as well we look forward to meeting with you again hopefully in person before too long but definitely again online soon thank you and have a great week God bless.